This information is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is offered with the understanding that the presenters are not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, or other professional services. If legal advice or other expert advice is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought. Welcome to the Real Estate Financial Planner Podcast. I am your host, James Orr. This is episode 22. Today, we're going to continue with Norm and Norma's story. For the last 13 episodes or so, Norm and Norma really considered buying rental real estate in one form or another. That ranged from buying straight rental properties to short-term rentals to house hacking to the Burr method and the Nomad strategy. After considering the Burr method and the rehab work involved in that strategy, they wonder if instead of using Burr to acquire rentals, what if they just bought properties that they could fix up and resell for a quicker, immediate profit? What if they could find properties that need work, buy them, fix them up, and resell them for $25,000, $30,000, or more profit in a short amount of time? In future episodes, we'll revisit them taking the proceeds from fixing up properties and reselling them and utilizing that to acquire rental properties. But for this episode, we'll look at the impact of fixing and flipping properties and investing that money in the stock market on their ability to achieve financial independence. Now, before we get too far into modeling Norma Norma's situation, it's important to realize that buying properties to fix up and resell is a job. It could be a part-time job or it could be a full-time job, but there is work involved in finding and acquiring the properties, doing or overseeing the rehab and selling the properties. Some portions of it can be outsourced. For example, they could get help finding the properties from real estate agents or wholesalers. They could get help lining up financing for their projects from a broker or hard money lender. They could get help with rehab by hiring contractors or even a general contractor who would hire the subcontractors. They could get help selling the property by hiring a real estate agent to list and market the property for sale. But even if they outsourced every part of the fix and flip process, they'd still need to oversee the folks they hired to do the work, and it would eat into their profits. They could hire someone to oversee their entire fix and flip operation, but still they need to lead and manage them, and that too would eat into their profits. For the sake of our modeling here, we've kept the amount of work they're personally doing vague. Instead, we just assume they're able to do a certain number of fix and flip projects where at the end of the project, they net a certain amount. If they have the resources, the time, the money, the team to do more projects, they could do more projects. If they have the ability to do more work themselves or to find more profitable deals, they could earn more per deal. Which leads me into my next discussion. From time to time, they may choose to take on a fix and flip project that is not profitable. They could lose money on it. Just like some retail businesses occasionally have a product that does not sell as much as they thought it might, and they end up losing money on that product, Norm and Norma could do a flip project where they lose money, sometimes a small amount of money, sometimes a larger amount. To simplify our modeling, I've assumed that they earn the same amount on each flip project each time. In the real world, this is obviously not going to be true. So for our modeling, we've assumed they make $25,000 per flip. This is net of all expenses. So it's after the acquisition costs to find and close on the property, financing costs to acquire the property, holding costs while they're doing the rehab, including financing costs, insurance, utilities, et cetera, the rehab required, and the sales costs to sell the property. 
What it does not include is the taxes they owe on the profit. They're not holding the properties for over a year, so the profit of $25,000 is taxed as ordinary income. If they do two per year, that's an extra $50,000 per year added to their income, so this income will be taxed at a slightly higher tax rate. The $25,000 per flip does increase with inflation, so the second one they do is slightly more than the first one. Each one they do is a little more money. If we adjust the dollar amount back to today's dollars to account for inflation, they'll all be $25,000 each. So if they do a flip every six months, two per year, and they make $25,000 per flip, how does this impact their ability to achieve financial independence? Way back in episode six, Norm and Norma considered taking the money they saved from their jobs and investing that in the stock market. When they did that, they ended up being financially independent using the 4% safe withdrawal rate rule of thumb in just over 40 years. Now that they've started saving an extra $50,000 per year, that's two $25,000 flips per year before taxes, they'll achieve financial independence faster. Now, before I get to how much faster, I want to point out that in reality, after taxes, I'm estimating it to be about $39,000 per year that they're able to save. But still, that's an extra $39,000 per year in addition to the $12,000 that they were saving before from their normal job income. That's a huge difference. It is 300% more than they were saving before. They went from saving $12,000 per year to $51,000 per year invested. So it shouldn't surprise us at all that they're able to be financially independent much faster. It's as if they worked another job bringing in another $50,000 per year between the two of them and decided to save and invest all of it. If it seems like that, it's because it literally is that. They're working the extra job of fixing and flipping properties for an extra $50,000 gross before taxes per year. If they wanted to do any other job where they could each earn an extra $25,000 per year and save that, the results would be identical. There's nothing magical about fix and flips that allows them to be financially independent faster. So let's get into it. How much faster are they financially independent? A lot faster. They're financially independent in just over 18 years instead of just over 40 years. Financially independent in less than half the time. If you recall in episode seven, Norman Norma considered investing in stocks, but buying a home to live in too. When they invested in stocks, but purchased a home to live in, it took them about 33 years to be financially independent. So if instead of buying a home to live in, they fixed and flipped properties and still invested in stocks, they would be just under 15 years faster to being financially independent. That's non-trivial as well. You know, the $25,000 profit per fix and flip is somewhat arbitrary. It's possible they could make a little less or a little more with each flip. How does making a little less or a little more on each flip impact their ability to be financially independent? Well, let's still assume they're doing a flip every six months. Well, if they make $20,000 per flip, that would add about two years to the time it takes them to be financially independent. Instead of it taking just over 18 years when they make $25,000 per flip, now it takes just over 20 years. If they can make $30,000 per flip, that speeds it up by about a year and a half. If they can make $40,000 per flip, that's four years faster 
than when they're only making $25,000 per flip and they'd be financially independent in just over 14 years. And if they're able to consistently make $50,000 per flip, that's almost six years faster than when they make $25,000 per flip. They'd be financially independent in about 12 and a third years. You know, doing a flip every six months is somewhat arbitrary as well. If they put in the time and money to find deals, they could do these fix and flips more frequently than twice a year, once every six months. Or if they wanted to take a more reasonable pace, they could do it less frequently. We'll go back to assuming that all of their flips are $25,000 in profit each, but let's see how frequently they do the flips impacts their ability to be financially independent. If they take their time and only do a fix and flip for $25,000 profit every nine months, it adds about three and a half years to when they'll be financially independent. If they take a very leisurely pace and only do one a year, that'll take them an extra six years to be financially independent. But if they work twice as hard and do a fix and flip for $25,000 every three months instead of every six months, that's a little less than six years faster than doing one every six months. It would only take them about 12 and a half years to be financially independent versus the just over 18 years if they do one every six months. And we're gonna talk about Norm and Norma using the money from their fix and flips to buy rentals in the next episode, so we won't cover that here. However, I would like to discuss how doing fix and flips and investing in stocks compares to some of the other real estate investing strategies we've covered so far. For example, let's compare how Norm and Norma doing a $25,000 fix and flip every six months, then investing that money in stocks compares to what they did in episodes eight, nine, and 10 when they bought rental properties with 15%, 20%, and 25% down payments. And we'll just focus on how long it takes for them to be financially independent for now. If they bought 15% down payment rental properties with the savings from their job, as we discussed in episode 10, it would take them almost 33 and a half years to be financially independent. So doing a $25,000 fix and flip every six months and investing in stocks is more than 15 years faster. Buying 20% down payment rentals, as we discussed in episode eight, is 13 years slower than doing the fix and flips with stocks. And... Buying 25% down payment rentals, as we discussed in episode nine, is just over 10 years slower than doing the fix and flips. So it seems like doing fix and flips and investing in stocks is a faster path to financial independence than buying 15% down, 20% down, or 25% down payment rentals. That's pretty interesting. But how does it compare to doing short-term rentals like we discussed in episode 12? Well, it's a little more than six years faster to do a fix and flip than it is to do short-term rentals with either 15% or 20% down payments. And it's still a little more than five years faster to do all the fix and flips than to put 25% down to do short-term rentals. So doing fix and flips, even only one every six months with $25,000 in profit and then investing in stocks will get Norm and Norma to financial independence faster than buying short-term rentals. But what about Nomad, like we discussed in episode 14? Nomad is a little more than eight years slower than doing the fix and flips. If they're going to look for fixer-upper properties to do the fix and flips, then why not do fixer-upper Nomad and keep them as rentals like we discussed in episode 15? Well, that's closer. 
But the fix and flips and then investing in stocks is still a little more than a year faster getting to financial independence than doing Fixer Up Nomad. What if they're able to get someone else to move into the properties and Nomad on their behalf, what we call Nomad by Proxy? Well, we discussed this strategy in episode 16, but how does it compare to doing fix and flips? Well, in that case, doing fix and flips than investing in stocks is about 5.75 years faster than doing Nomad by Proxy. And what if Norman Norma did Nomad, but then converted the properties after they moved out into short-term rentals, like we discussed in episode 17? That one is pretty interesting. It turns out that if Norman Norma Nomad and then convert their properties to short-term rentals, that is still faster than them deciding to do fix and flips, one every six months with a profit of $25,000 per flip. They reach financial independence a year and two-thirds faster if they nomad into short-term rentals than if they do the fix and flips. This is the first strategy that we've covered up to this point that's faster than the twice-a-year fix and flip strategy for $25,000 profit per flip. Will it be the only one that's faster? Well, in episode 19, we looked at them doing nomad but getting house hack roommates. In that episode, we discussed them getting one, two, or three roommates. If they only get one roommate, that's more than four years slower than doing the fix and flips. If they get two roommates, that's a little more than one year slower than doing the fix and flips. And interestingly enough, if they get three house hack roommates, it takes the same amount of time to be financially independent as if they did the two fix and flips for $25,000 each per year. So one and two roommates slower, but three roommates, and that's competitive with doing fix and flips. In the next episode, I'll be discussing an interesting idea related to their fix and flip profit and getting a real estate license. So definitely check in for that revelation. But for this episode, I would like to compare how doing fix and flips then investing in stocks compares to them doing Nomad with a real estate license like we discussed in episode 20 on the Ultimate Real Estate Agent Retirement Plan. In that episode, we discussed two options. One where they took a real estate commission size discount on the properties they were buying and one where they took the real estate commission directly. Taking a commission is seven and a third years slower than doing the fix and flips. And taking a commission size discount is five and a third years slower than the flips. In the last episode, episode 21, we discussed them finding deeply discounted properties where they could fix them up and leave little or nothing in the deal, a real estate investing strategy called the Burr Method. If Norm and Norma are able to find Burr properties where they leave 15% in the deal, that's a little more than five years slower than doing straight up fix and flips with $25,000 profit twice a year and then investing in stock. If they do Burr deals where they're able to leave 10% in the deal, those are only a year and a third slower than doing fix and flips. But if they're able to find Burr deals where they only leave 5% in the deal, that's faster than doing straight up fix and flips than investing in stocks. It is a year and two thirds faster to Burr leaving 5% in the deals than to do the fix and flips. And if they're fortunate enough to find amazing Burr deals where they're able to leave nothing in the deals, that's five and two-thirds years faster than doing fix and flips and then investing in stocks. You know, at this point, often in our episodes, we compare several measures of risk. 
But many of our measures of risk when considering buying rental properties measure risks by considering the relationship to how much debt Norm and Norma have. When they do fix and flips and then invest in stocks, they're not taking on long-term debt. Sure, they're borrowing money to do the flip, but they're usually in and out of that debt within six months and usually only one at a time. However, as I discussed in a class I taught about quick turn and flipping properties as a real estate investing strategy, flipping properties has its own unique risks. Just like any other real estate investing strategy has its own unique set of risks. In that class, I listed flipping as having the following risks. First, the risks of the rehab, including unexpected repairs, wrong estimations of time and money required. Second, the interest rate risk for your buyers while rehabbing. Now, what happens if interest rates go up a lot while you're rehabbing? Third, a price decline during rehab. What if they thought they were going to be able to make $25,000, but prices decline during the rehab period? And finally, their credit is at risk when borrowing to do the fix and flip. Now, of course, if we're comparing the fix and flip strategies to the other real estate investing strategies like traditional buy and hold, short-term rentals, Nomad, house hacking, and Burr as a few examples, each of these has their own unique risk. I'll put a link in the show notes to be able to drill down and compare these strategies to doing fix and flips, including seeing all the normal measures of risk. Throughout this episode, we've been assuming they're earning 8% on the profits they make from fix and flips by investing in the stock market. In the Advanced Real Estate Financial Planner podcast, we could see how having variable stock market rates of return impacts them. But Norm and Norma also think they might be able to outperform 8% per year if they invest in real estate directly with the profits from their fix and flips. In the next episode, that's what we'll discuss. What if Norm and Norma took the profits from their fix and flips and invested in real estate directly? I hope you've enjoyed this episode about Norm and Norma fixing and flipping properties than investing in the stock market. This has been James Orr with the Real Estate Financial Planner Podcast. Bye-bye for now. Oh, I almost forgot. You can download the newest version of the world's greatest real estate deal analysis spreadsheet for free. Just go to realestatefinancialplanner.com forward slash spreadsheet to download it right now. It's amazing. Bye-bye for now.